Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Happy Friday. It is another Friday. We are here. We have made it. I know we're not supposed to live just for Fridays, but Friday is here. And if you are like me, you might have found yourself in a crazy week. We are going to talk about that week. This is my week recap. This is what the blog podcast is going to be about today. We're going to recap my week. We're going to talk about my anniversary, which was this past Sunday and how well that went. Just the things that we learned, the things that we talked about, the things that we just, it was just a beautiful experience. We're going to talk about a couple stories about, you know, parenting and kids and just do some general conversations because this is Conversations with Toy. So let's talk about this week. So Hurricane, is it Isaiah? I hope I'm saying that correctly. Showed up and showed out. And not in a good way for me, but it definitely showed up. So it came and it brought obviously winds and tropical storms throughout all of the United States and different places and so what ended up happening was it obviously hit here we had a lot of heavy rains we knew that we were going to be in a heavy rain situation but in my mindset heavy rains just meant raining all day in a soggy day you know I had already taken the kids outside the day before so that we knew that that was going to happen you know let's just go outside the night before the day before and just have a good day not gonna be able to go outside it's gonna be wet I have plenty to do work to be done kids have things that they can do in the house so we're straight well I get this aggressive knock on the door I'm thinking my god man these FedEx and UPS people are out here doing the most like what package did I order I don't even remember ordering a package at this point I must have ordered something don't remember it so okay let me go get this package I go to the door it's my neighbor she's frantic like we got to get out you got to at least move your cars so I go and I grab my keys I grab I put on my rain boots the rain boots go all the way up to my knees I'm like this should be more than good I'm fine I go outside and I'm looking and I'm like okay no hold up I go to my car and the rain is already at almost at my knee boot okay so I'm five seven knees are where they are and so I get in my car and the fire department tells me, listen, I need you to move your car, but I need you to do when you get in the water, don't stop. It's that bad. It's literally that bad. It's that high. It's that it's that dangerous. It's that serious. So I push, I keep going. I drive my car through. I find a church that's like maybe a few blocks away. I mean, literally, you can see my house pretty much from the church. So I go and I park there. It's completely dry. There's no other cars but me and the one neighbor that we decided to park there. So we power walk back down to the corner. Again, I can see my house from the corner in the cul-de-sac. I can see it. So I started like, we're going to walk through. Let's just hurry up and get to the house so we can, you know, make sure everything is good. And this nightmare should just be over. Well, it was not. As I proceeded to go to the water, the water is now literally about to crest over into the knee boot. I proceed a little further. Now the water is inside of my knee boot. I only had taken maybe three steps. The police are out there yelling, get back get out the water if you don't stop we're going to arrest you what did I say get back they're screaming this right I'm not going to scream that but they're screaming that and I'm not trying to get arrested but I am trying to get to my kids now at this point I can see my husband he could not move his car as far as he wanted to but when I looked at where he was parked there was no water there now imagine it's like an island there's water all around it but at the spot that he's at it's no water okay so I'm like, okay, Lord, well, hopefully his car will be okay because these other cars, when I looked up at this point, are the cars are pretty much halfway engulfed on their way to being fully engulfed. So I'm like, Lord, wherever you parked, where he's parked at, just make sure you keep his car because I know my car is going to be completely fine. There's literally no water anywhere near there. It's okay. It'll be fine. So I see my husband. He's at this point, I have a little bit of power. I didn't grab my fast charger. Nobody's thinking it. I'm thinking I'm going to park my car and come back to the house. So I didn't grab anything, no water, no purse, no wallet, just literally myself. So the police are telling me I can't go anywhere. I'm pretty much stuck where he's at. There's no police. So he was able to cross the street. The water is at his hip. Now he is six, two. 
The water's at his hip. I can only imagine where it would have been if I would have went all the way into the water. And so he goes across, he's wet, he's soggy. He gets into the house, he's doing his thing. Now at this point, I didn't know what was happening because from my direction, I could see them, but I couldn't see them. And I'm telling the police, like my family is in there. If this water is supposed to go any higher, I'm going to need to send some, somebody in there to rescue my family. And they're like, yes, you will have that. But we have people that are disabled. We have people that are elderly. They're going to need our attention a lot faster. Now me, I'm not no, you know, no snob or nothing. I'm like, okay, cool. Do y'all. I'm here to support y'all. Like, you just get my family? I'm straight. So I'm sitting here thinking, uh, it's not going to be that long. It won't be that bad. And that's a lie. It was that bad. It was that long. So this happened about maybe 1.30, 1.45. By the time I eventually get in the house, it's about 6.30, 7 o'clock. Hours have gone past. No water. I had literally just, thankfully, let me not say literally. I can't stand saying literally all the time, but I find myself saying it. I had just eaten my lunch. So I was like, okay, cool. I just ate my lunch. I had a couple sips of my water, but I'm out here for like five or six hours and I'm pretty hungry and I'm thirsty and I'm tired and I'm emotionally drained and my anxiety is through the roof. If ever there was a time to be through the roof, it was this time. But I was grateful because in spite of how my normal anxiety would normally be, I was in somewhat of a complete control. Now, that does not mean that I didn't have spikes. Like, as I saw them bringing rafts to bring, I mean, literally rafts, boats, rafts, hummers that could ride through the water, all of that to try to help other people. It, You know, every time they would bring another family out, it would just make me a little uneasy. You know, of me just wondering, like, when is my family going to come out? What is happening? So... It's hours, you know, that moment, a lot of it I stood up for some of it. I just started doing steps because I'm like, at this point, I might as well get my step count up because that's going to help me to just put some of this, this nervous energy somewhere. Then at parts of it, I was just sitting on the grass on the ground because the entire block was like completely covered um, about 75% of the block. The only part of the block was obviously where I was at at the top. And so just this nervousness of like, where is my family? When is it going to be their time? What are they doing? Because my cell phone at this point has now gone dead my car I just don't I just didn't feel like I was so anxious I was like I cannot walk to my car to try to get some power I'll wait I'll wait they're gonna come I don't want to miss them and so I stood put and then eventually the one officer was just like listen it's gonna be quite some more hours you should probably go to your car get bring your car closer just bring your car next to mine so I brought my car next to his and I felt a little bit better because I'm like oh god I'll just at least I'll be able to charge my phone and then I can send a couple of texts SOS's out to people like they're already seeing this on the news um I'm sure they're like nervous trying to figure out what's happening I know they have enough common sense to call my husband if they see it and they can't get a hold of me but regardless at the end of the day I just need to make sure everybody knows I'm okay so I started sending out the text messages I'm good I'm here I let my husband know I'm at the corner can't get to you but I see y'all I see the house anyway so like I said after it was all said and done I get back in the house the kids are all worked up because, you know, my husband was trying to you know, let them know that I would be okay no matter what. I was going to be all right, that mommy was okay, and I'm making sure that they're okay. And There's water all in the basement. The water, by the time I got back into the house, the water did recede. And throughout the night, it receded completely out of the house. So pretty much we just have, we just had a lot, a lot of stuff to clear out. So the days after that, it was just pretty much us clearing out the, you know, clearing everything out, the basement, the bathroom, the garage, um, the laundry room, everything, you know, our dryers could put like everything's just all the, a lot of the appliances have to be replaced, blah, blah, blah. But we were safe. And the only thing that kept giving me five seconds of peace was just seeing my husband's car. The only spot on the whole entire block that did not have water was at his car everything else you could have swam that water now it was nasty there was some rats and mice jumping out the water it was experienced it was an experience but it was that much water you could have swam it like he was in a pool it was like Lindbergh's pool like it was just a pool and so um we reunited we're getting it together I'm so grateful for just a couple of people who came together we're like listen you need food we'll send you this what do you got what do you need because to be honest with you, that first day, that first night was traumatizing. And we stayed up till 2.30 in the morning, clearing just half of the basement out, me and my husband. The next day we went out, we did the garage by ourselves. We cleared it all out, took us a couple hours, we got it done. 
and you know everything's cleared out everything's gutted out for the most part there's a couple things that still have to come out but you know we have to start the process of rebuilding and putting things back together which i want to segue to say please make sure that you have flood insurance regardless if you live in a flood area we have flood insurance so we are going to be okay we are in the process of being made whole there's so many people who don't have it there's so many people who are just like oh i just didn't think it was going to be that deep that bad blah 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 and if anything you, i didn't know about insurance is that when any time like this some things happen they put a stop where you can't change your policy and that's to protect them Again, they ain't trying to pay after you decided to just put it out on 1201 because, you know, you saw a storm coming at 1159. Now you want to change the policy like you should have had that stuff in place. So um, I'm grateful that we did have it in place. We do have it in place. And so we're going to be on the road to recovery and we'll be a little bit better. But this week has been an adventure of, you know, times where my husband and I were like tense with just going back and forth for the stuff that had to be done. And then there was a time when he just was like completely calming, like, listen, we don't have time to figure, you know, to add in our extras. Like we have to stay focused. We have to remain calm. We have to remain on control. So I'm grateful for my husband for doing that because it has been stressful. The first night that after the storm, I kept having a dream that my family got swept away. I'm pretty sure if I talk to someone who, you know, talks about or deals with dreams, I'm sure that it's quite normal to have a dream that way. I mean, I literally just saw all this water and the way by which the water was coming it's not even just seeing water it's just the way and how fast and how, just how crazy and how strong it came and you know we don't live in a world where you know we have like these big catastrophes that takes us out all the time so when things like this happens it kind of like you know it refocuses your thoughts because it's like wasn't the pandemic enough like wasn't I don't even know how many days we've been in quarantine because I still feel like I mean, we're obviously going out. If you've been watching my blog or if you've been on my Instagram, you've noticed that, yes, we've gotten out in the last week. We took um, a bunch of little trips, little day trips in for one week, and they've been great. But for all the times that we were in quarantine and we had, couldn't go anywhere, we couldn't do anything, like that was just like the highlight of everything. Like 2020 has been nothing but COVID. COVID talk, unfortunately, death, uh, sicknesses. Like I said, my family members are still recovering. I still have some family members that to this day, they're still struggling with some of the ailments that they, that COVID left. Like they're still, they're breathing. They're, they're getting better. They're not totally healthy, but they're getting better, but they're still dealing with the aftermath. And I just thought, okay, 2020, that has to be the highlight of the year. And now that we're in the, like the second half of the year, you know, the second half of the year, we're going to pop, you know, the first half of the year, even spite of COVID, I mean, for me personally, I've had so many personal highs, right? So of course it has to be equal to some of the personal lows. However, I just feel so much grace that's being surrounded by my family right now that in spite of how crazy this week has been and in spite of how, you know, a freaking flood coming through your your block and like almost taking your whole block just is like the epitome of how I feel about 2020. It's just like, so many highs so many lows but just craziness like the things you wouldn't even think of are literally happening and I won't get into this whole religious part of it because that's just not what it is but if you if you're into it if you know you know but yeah that is the epitome of my week we are literally in the recovery phase we literally have to wait for companies to come through and clear this stuff out take this the carpet up it's going to be contractors and everybody through the house it's going to be a lot of stuff going down these next couple of weeks and my only prayer is that it's up and ready to go by the time these kids go to school because my vision is there that to be done so they can have that downstairs to like in the basement to take away from our family space so they can go down there and really get their schoolwork done and by saying that yes I have gotten approval for my kids to be at home for I don't know if you want to call it homeschool online school virtual school whatever you like to call it whatever floats your boat that is what they were approved of now the kids, my kids school, unless Governor Tom Wolf comes in and makes a new declaration, they have decided to be in school every day, five days a week. Kudos to them. I have no problem with that, except the fact that that plan did not work for the safety and care of my children. I've stated this numerous times that the older two do have asthma and severe asthma, and they are not just prone, but every fall, every fall and at the beginning of the winter, they have some type of asthmatic issues, which I need to remind myself to go order more albuterol because I'm going to need it when the fall hits. 
that's how bad it is for them. So just knowing that off the bat of how their body just normally reacts, now you're adding COVID, that's a no ma'am for school. So I'm grateful that they got the approval and not just for them, but any student at, at, at their school that wanted to, their parents wanted to, to take them out and have them do school virtually, they got the approval. So that's a blessing. I know everybody does not agree or doesn't have the ability to safely and make have it make sense for their lives to be able to teach their kids at home or to have their kids at home I understand that because if you're a single mom and you your kids are are at home quote-unquote you can't be at home because you have to work so I understand that in some eye situations that it's just not ideal and it don't even have to be a single mom or a single dad it could be a working family that just cannot afford to have one person not work and so you need to have somebody at home with the kids everybody's situation is different but for me for me and my family this victory is of a huge emotional lift off of my life to know that they're not in school because I've seen the pictures of some of these kids like in Georgia that went to school already them hallways are just as raggedy as they've been and when I say raggedy I don't mean the physicality of the hallway I'm talking about you got kids arm in arm shoulder to shoulder and these are older kids high school kids now you know good and darn well these kids are just as capable of passing COVID just like any other adult some of them kids is bigger than me I don't know what these kids is eating but some of them kids is bigger than me on a good day they bigger than me got more body than me in a lot of places so I can't imagine having a high school student just going to school like everything is okay and no social distancing is being done so the picture that I saw I'm sure everybody's been seeing it float on the internet there ain't no way y'all that is not social distancing even by us not even for elves not even for an elf so yeah I don't understand but they're not my kids and I would have went to toe like I went to bat for mine I kept calling my kids school sending emails like hey I know you saw my messages I know you saw them emails somebody gotta get back to me I already called the archdiocese because my kids go to um a Catholic school like I went all the way to the top like I don't play when it comes to my kids and their safety or their health that's just that's just the type of person that I am and definitely the type of mom that I am I did not come to play with nobody luckily I don't have to go for blows I don't have to go for any whatever because it wasn't going to be anything physical or anything popping off but it's just the principle like I demand that my kids be able to stay at home thankfully I don't have to demand too hard because I got what I needed for the kids and they're straight um so now it's time for me to try to get this house together in more ways than one. We were already getting stuff together and now it's like forcing our hand. We're going the whole house to be done now. Like once the basement and stuff gets cleared and done, like from top to bottom, we have really want went through and the house will really be what it really what I really want it to be. I do want to start decorating. Can you imagine I have been in this house for so long and never fully like tapped into like decorating like I pulled the bigger elements of things I wanted in but never like just never decorated the only time I decorate the house is like for fall and Christmas because those are two of my favorite times fall is one of my favorite seasons and Christmas is my favorite holiday if it ain't those two times you don't see no decorations in this house not at all so I'm grateful that at least I get to do that that's a good thing that came from this but now that we're back on the back to school thing am I the only mom the only parent now, I when the kids had started going home when they were here for the for March, even before that. So when I buy my kids school supplies on a normal day when it's non COVID, I always buy double of everything that I need. And I have three kids. So I buy double for each of the kids. The reason being is that during the school year, your these teachers run out of stuff. Right. So when the teacher says I run out of pencils, I run out of put paper towels, I run out of erasers, crayons, markers. I'm the parent that's like, got you right here. So I will pull from my stack and I will give it to the teachers or the, or my students, or my kids for whatever it is that they need or whatever it is that they're lacking. So I don't believe in school supplies just once a year. I end up giving it a couple times a year. That's fine. So now in March happened, I didn't did my due diligence. I didn't gave the school whatever they needed. So now March then came. We had our supplies here just enough. Somehow, I don't know if there is like a school supply demon, a school supply ghost, a school supply fairy that comes through here and starts taking the supplies out of here but my supplies for March started going way down and it wasn't like it was just being used up it just wasn't to be found so there in my closet in the hallway I have it very strategically organized like I'm a very good organizer 
Now, my husband is the very opposite. So if you ever come to our home, you see like the battle of the bands going on. You can see where my touch is at. You can see where his mess is at. It's very distinct. There's no middle ground, right? You can see it clear as day. And so I go into the top of the closet where I kept it there for the reason of the kids not having full access because they have to be, they're tall, but they're not as tall enough to just go to the top. Well, epic mom fell. Why did I forget that my kids, we have a pig, like a little stool that's a pig. We've had this pig for over almost 11 years because my oldest is 11. And on this deer pig, you literally can stand on top of that and you pretty much you're good right you can get whatever you need to get now it was supposed to be made for when they were younger so that they can stand up and be a big big girl and a big boy to brush their teeth and do all the stuff they're supposed to do to take care of themselves why are these kids using this pig to go to the top of my stash and take the stuff out so school supplies are very low in this house i can't even find children's scissors markers anything so the day that the flood happened, I honestly, the God thought it was my, the kids' school supplies because I had ordered it from Target. And this is not a plug. This is not an ad for Target. But when I shopped for their kids, the school supplies for, um, last week, there was stuff that was for quarter and 50 cents. Now, before they used to only allow you to have that stuff and they, could, um, they would only allow you to come into the store to, buy, to get like the quarter deals and the 50 cent deals. Well, you know, they know people are still at home. So they allowed us to, you know, do it online. So I spent my little $50 and got almost a year's worth of supplies so whatever shout out to target though because y'all are still my favorite and i got this stuff in the box now it did come but it came like a day or so after that i'm not even attempting to open this box when i say i'm not opening the box i mean i don't care if target just forgot a pencil or whatever i'll just order that on the back end because i'm not opening the box the second i open that box it's like the kids have this smell like oh something is in here i'm gonna go in here and take all the supplies I would be damned if I sit there and let these kids tear these supplies up right before um, I haven't even had a chance chance to even send it, you know, use them for the school year since we're going to be home. Like, nah. So, yeah, my school supply box is tucked away, unopened, and that's just where it's going to be. So, um, we're set. We're ready. And again, I'm just waiting for the basement to get cleared and done so that again, my vision, I wanted to make their space a little different. I wanted to take it away from them being in the family room and having the ability to be obviously in the basement where they can have a little bit of separation. They can separate the space. And when they're done, we can, it's like a fold up desk. They can just fold it up, put out the way, and then they can go back to playing you know, just, just trying to switch it up because again, we're going to be home. I don't even know if we're going to have another shutdown. I know my pediatrician and I were talking about that. There's a good chance according to how he's looking at things. There's a very good chance of it. So I just want our home to look beautifully aesthetic since we're going to be here for a little while. Even if we're not, we just, we're not going out as much as, as, as a lot of people are. So our house is going to be our little kingdom, our little piece, a little sanction. And isn't it amazing how I never really put that much thought into it. And I never put that much thought into making sure that the house was like, you know, a certain look like I, it's always clean, like it's always put together, but not really caring about if it's decorated, if certain things is on the wall. Like I just never put that much energy into it. And another thing is we were always on the go. So our house just needed to be clean and functional. But now I want to take it from functional to just, you know, step it up a little bit. And now um, the basement will now coincide with the rest of the house and now everything would be great because our our basement was actually was really nice it was fully carpeted completely done in the basement so we usually let the kids go down there and play but you know as most basements and garages and things you know you just have stuff that's been sitting there for too long that you're supposed to get rid of the flood said um let me help you out with that and took it all so now we're going to just start from scratch and hopefully build it the way that we want to build it and get these kids together for uh, mommy mommy store uh, school so yeah um we're still going to make sure that we put into place that we take care of um, their mental health making sure they have their therapy if they need it whatever it is that they need we're going to make sure they have it but can we talk about now there's a toy now my kids they love um was it the trolls movie and poppy the little character with the pink hair looks like a little pink afro that sticks right up she's like the main character of the movie so there was a uh, toy that it was a poppy toy and in between the legs of poppy was a button and as you push the button the doll would giggle and 
you know, just do a little bit of stuff that just, you know, isn't inappropriate. It's just pretty much inappropriate. So I'm not a mommy shamer. Like I'm a mom and I don't consider the way that I do things to be life or gold. It's just life and gold for me. Right. So when I put certain things into practices or I think certain things are a great idea, they're great for me and my family. And I think that's how we all should look at things. Because it's too many times that I've seen too much shaming, this whole mommy shaming. First of all, we putting shaming on everything. There's body shaming, fat shaming, mommy shaming, uh, dad bod shaming. Is everything shame. Everything is a pretty much damn shame at this point. And so um, I felt that the doll was inappropriate. And apparently a lot of other parents felt. Now, by the time I got to the story, it was already being recalled so that you are not able to go into the store and buy this doll. But again, the the button was literally at the doll's private area. Now you might say now the toy or toy, whatever you want to call me, girl, it's a doll baby. It's not real life. Maybe not to you, but if we're trying to condition our kids to teach and treat certain things, like when I was growing up, my mom was like, you better treat them baby dolls like they're like they're, you know, they were real. You know, we always want to teach girls how to, you know, hold dolls and care for the dolls we don't teach the boys that but that's for another day and why is there a button at the private area like why would I think that that's okay now I might be deep in thinking that you know we condition our kids to think that certain things are okay and so when somebody goes to touch them on a private party they're supposed to giggle and laugh like poppy now again you might be like toy sis you are way out of base maybe but because I know what type of world we live in and the way people are grooming these kids at an early age, I don't have a lick of time to sit up here and allow this type of stuff to happen in my personal space or my personal house with my personal babies. So I'm not in agreement with it. Thankfully, um, the toy company said we're going to scratch it. We got it. We hear you. And they took the toy away. So, no, if you did not, you can go online and see it, though. You can go online and see it, but you just won't be able to go buy it. So kudos to the toy company for listening to parents. Why somebody didn't take that through like a parental check? I think they should do toy checks where they have kids play with it and look at it and give their expertise and then have parents do the same. And maybe they did. And maybe just the parents that was there just just didn't catch it. And maybe I'm just the, a small set of parents that are just thinking that certain things are just a big deal. But I am on the protection level of my children. I taught my kids at a very young age about what their accurate body parts are because when I was pregnant with my oldest, you know, when you get pregnant, you know, your life, mind, your mindset changes, right? So I couldn't go. Like I had a whole alias named Natasha. Natasha was my alias and me and Natasha could do no wrong. But when I became a mom and for me, becoming a mom starts at pregnancy, I had to shift my mindset on how I could help and raise a daughter and protect her in this mean, ugly world. So as I began to be pregnant and I started to research things, I ran upon a story where a, a man had raped a girl, a young girl. She couldn't have been more than five years old. But because the girl could not accurately describe her body parts, they were like, well, she's so young, it's not going to traumatize her as much. Like, who who thought of that? This, who determines that? Sick people. Just this is sick. And they decided that the man was going to basically get probation. Or if he got a couple of years, it was like maybe a little slap on the wrist, like maybe one or two years and then probation and blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, hell to the no. Like, no, let me make sure my kids know what accurate words are. Now, they do know the little pet names that we call it. But I'd be like, hey, when I ask them, hey, what body part is that? They'll say penis. They'll say vagina. Like, no, we have got to be very clear on being able to differentiate between certain body parts especially when you have younger children because listen if you think this world isn't crazy it's crazy and there are people doing things to babies let alone you know kids who can barely talk or toddlers and you know and all the way up to the grown folks so yeah I'm glad they pulled that toy bye bye to that toy Um, as much as my youngest likes poppy she won't be getting that one even if they didn't pull it she wouldn't have gotten that one um, my anniversary was this past Sunday. And if you didn't catch the blog, we had an amazing dinner at Cafe um, Aldo Labardi. It's located in New Jersey. It's we were at a cigar bar. That was the table that we sat. Now I know you're like, Oh my God, why would you want to sit at a cigar bar? Well, you know what a cigar bar table it's connected to the restaurant, but it's a little far off so that if ch- people choose to smoke their cigars, 
they can do so without having the smoke go into other guests food in their area so they can be completely separated this table was completely separated but it was like it had grapes and grapeseed vines all through it beautiful aesthetically beautiful and just having that separation from everyone not that we were smoking because we were not we don't smoke but it was just a beautiful beautiful time Um, every anniversary we take the time to talk about the things that we thought wasn't working and what we feel will will work for the next year and we're putting in some places for just you know our 10-year celebration and just just talking about all kinds of things like you know married people lovers boo things do Uh, my husband is really much like I want to start doing better at treating him like a boyfriend because you remember when you first got together with your husband and how much you just put so much energy into the things that you do for him those are the types of things I'm talking about going back to like that boyfriend stage but you know still being married because um ain't gonna be no um no entanglements going down but yeah we had an amazing dinner the service was phenomenal I did a whole blog on them you can catch that at www.toytime.com t-i-m-e dot org it was amazing i highly suggest that restaurant um the food phenomenal like listen excellent food excellent excellent food presentation beautiful food good um a little pricey but not like ridiculous not like you had to go get you know take your firstborn college money or nothing like that and service you know they did the whole um they did our temperatures and i obviously almost failed because apparently it said my um, temperature was over was a little exaggerated but for me I'm so team wear your mask at all times but when I put it on it was just like I was a little overwhelmed plus I was very excited just from being you know out because we don't always get out just with me and him and so I just stood to the side for like 30 seconds they had a little fan going and they just redid it and I obviously passed so it could have been just a bad read to be honest with you because it wasn't like I was exaggerated like I wasn't you know like lord you know you had COVID temperatures or anything like that it wasn't anything like that, but they are very particular. If they don't come at that normal rate, they're going to be like, look, we're going to test you one more time, but if we test you and you ain't, you ain't passing. You just ain't passing. You got to go eat somewhere else. So thankfully we went through it and they had a scanner where you don't even touch you. You look up at the, like almost like a security camera and it scans you that way. So again, it could just have been a computer glitch. Cause you know, these programs work only as good as, you know, as they going to work. I passed it eventually, obviously, the second time when they tested me and we sat down. Amazing. We had some, you know, beautiful wine. Oh, my gosh. Everything was just amazing. The breeze. It did try to rain on us like three times. It wasn't that big of a deal. The rain wasn't that high. The sun came right back out with a vengeance and it was hot as I don't know what. And we just had a great time. We left there. We went to Tinsel, which is a bar in Philadelphia. Tinsel is like Christmas bar. They do turn it into like a Halloween themed um every year they did at least for the first time last year but they're known for for their being a, a christmas bar and um they decided to have christmas in july but they extended it until um like september right before labor day and i didn't think i was going to have the chance now i work with the pr agent and um you know he sends me all the releases and of course i usually attend about 99 percent of anything that he sends but i didn't think i was going to be able to go to that like I, it's been my one of my favorite places because i love christmas so much like me and Christmas, oh my gosh, it's something about it. It has nothing to do with gifts. I honestly like the atmosphere of Christmas. I like the decorations of Christmas. Christmas trees make me happy. I have even contemplated leaving my Christmas tree up. And now that we are going to turn the kids stuff back downstairs to the basement when it's all done, I might even decide to actually do that and actually keep a Christmas tree up all year round and just decorate it for different holidays. I know that's a stream, but it's just Christmas trees are just, they just make me happy. And lights, lights make me happy too. So we went to tinsel it's all christmas themed now normally when you go inside of the bar it is literally from top to bottom christmas i mean like stuff draping down from the ceiling it's a big whip to do but even with it being outside they have brought the same christmas spirit out um the people who are server dave or i mean david he was absolutely hands down amazing so i felt like we just had a good flow of that day um I never want to talk about like actual gifts that my husband got me and I won't. But what I will say is that his creativity is on a thousand, you know, with us being in COVID, I didn't even think we didn't even think we were going to even get out. So we were already trying to figure out, you know, like everybody else, the quarantine at home, you know, 
romance, you know, try to, you know, bring some type of connection, but we were luckily able to get out. But that did not stop him from being creative because he could have just, just gotten me a gift and moved on. But he got me a gift, obviously, but he also just brought some little sentimentals from our marriage and our relationship and some memories that we had and brought it together. And that was more important than the gifts. Um, it almost like made me cry. You know, I try to keep my thug tears a little low, but yeah, it was a great day. We had a great time. It was just a great experience. And I was just grateful for one of us making to eight years. Cause listen, <laughs> these eight years have been, some crazy lows like the lows we've had have been some lows they've been some straight up show enough are we gonna make it type of low but the highs have been a beautiful thing too and just to see like the maturity that we are showing in our own personal lives and how it flows into our marriage you know you really can't do anything with another person until they get to a certain level when they're ready to accept responsibility for the things that they say and do like you just can't like you'll be fighting someone to do the right thing and the right thing may not even be in them to do and I'm grateful that we're getting to this maturity part because we're learning to not accept each other's flaws but to call each other's flaws out in a way that it's it's healthy now we've had moments where you don't where it has not been and you know I think every couple has that Cause I used to be upset, like, oh my gosh, we're having such bad times. I don't know if we should really be married. Maybe we made a mistake. And, you know, that's really just like immaturity because you can't handle the thought of having conflict. But sometimes conflict is not necessarily good, but it's necessary. I'm not suggesting anybody be in no type of struggle love. I've said that a thousand and one times on this podcast. I blog about it all the time. And I stand by that. I'm not talking about no struggle love where you're being cheated on and you're being abused emotionally and mentally and physically. None of that stuff I'm, I'm for. I'm not on that team whatsoever. But I do agree that there are going to be times when darkness will come and it's making it through that darkness to see the light in each other or to remember the light that you have for one another so that you can come out and see it. It's a beautiful thing. And we had a great day and we are on our way to making year eight just as strong as possible and continuing to go up you know my parents have been married for over 25 years my grandparents have been married for over 50 years and what I will say is that there has been a lot of things that they have gone through that I've seen that I know about that has been great and there's been things that I've seen and I know about that has not been great but every relationship has their level of what they will accept and what they won't accept and I'm doing I'm doing the best I can to work through me. He's doing the best that he can to work through him. And together we're doing our best to work together to be better for one another. So only thing I can say is that I hope that we continue to endure and not endure, but press, you know, persevere and press to being better together. Because listen, I've loved this man since we met in college. And even with the drama that we had in college, you know, I'm just grateful to be his wife like I'm just grateful to be his wife I've had relationships I'm not gonna say I had a lot of relationships because I'm just that's just not me but I've had relationships whether they've been casual I've had casual situations I've had long-term boyfriends I've had whatever in between take your imagination wherever you choose but no one has a has made me feel as loved as honored as and has made me feel completely in love and I'm not talking about just that lovey-dovey feeling where you just want to you know talk about how much you love them their favorite color and their favorite flower and their favorite this I'm literally just talking about just some strong adult love and relationship is how I feel about my husband and I feel so proud to be his wife and I'm so proud of the children that we've made together and the family that we have together and the life that we build to each other. And I know that we don't give a lot of men their shine because we do. And we talk about so many things that they do wrong. And I'm going to talk about those things when they happen. But when you have a man that literally will love you and protect you and honor you and cover you, my husband has been an amazing covering over me and he's not been perfect at it. He's had some flaws with it, but overall, the way that he has stand up for, stood up for me, um, the way that he has stood in the times when I couldn't stand for myself, 
he has stood when he has covered our children when the times when I could not cover them when I had so many things going on when I was dealing with my own stuff and he couldn't really help me but he could encourage me I am just honored to be that man's wife and I pray that he always finds a way to cover me in every situation going forward and that's what the anniversary is supposed to be and just a celebration of that love it's not my love is not our love is not perfect but it's it's perfect for us and I'm grateful for that um can I talk about finding mental happiness or just finding happiness so you can't find happiness in things right I don't think you can find enough money enough women enough whatever enough men whatever the case to make you truly happy but when you are a happy person there's just certain things that just makes you smile so I am starting the process of looking for like I know we're going to be home and I've I've already been working from home for quite some time but now I'm like full-time working from home and it feels great to say and um, when I say working from home I'm not talking about being a stay-at-home mom which let me just say, I have been a stay-at-home mom for years. Stay-at-home mom is probably the hardest job I've ever had to do. So we're not here to talk about uh, me working from home or stay-at-home mom is any better. I've done both roles and stay-at-home mom is by far the most uh, the most encompassing job. Me being a working mom doesn't mean that I'm not as intensely involved with my children but being having the ability in this season, especially during this season, to be able to work from home and to make my money and to be over there with my children and making sure that they're safe and healthy is a great joy. Um, and so with that being said, um, I'm still in a situation where, as, and especially like with the blogging, I still have to record. I still have to take pictures. I still have to um, work with products. I still work with companies. And so, yeah. I'm going to be working on making sure that at least my I'm going to get my loungewear to be right. And I'm for the things that I have to record and, and things I have to put on picture, I want my, those pictures to be okay. So yeah, I'm going to start building my little small but mighty fall um, clothing uh, situation going on. So I'm going to get my clothing gear together for the fall. And I know it's like, why would you do that? We're not really going anywhere. You know, we might get shut down again. We might. But my job does not stop, unfortunately, just because of us being shut down. And I'm grateful for that because there's a lot of people who can't say that. And I'm grateful. Um, so, yeah, I got to get it together. Um, pulling up some pieces. And so I want my loungewear to be cute. Um, I have actually taken a small break from ordering stuff. That's why when, I, that, when the person knocked on the door, I honestly thought, what in the world could this, this person be? I didn't even have any packages. But, yeah, FedEx and UPS mail, y'all been on alert right now. Um, my package hand and my Amazon hand is about to be mad strong because I got to bring in elements that we're going to be in the house when uh, like with bloggers or influencers or whatever you choose like I'm a blogger and who also happens to be an influencer and I, I hate using the title influencer because I think we all influence to a certain extent like I have friends who are not influencers but they you know they you see something and you're like you know what that's cute let me go ahead and order something like that I like that you know the influencer tighter title tighter title is just something that companies give I've been a blogger from this will be six years this November and you know there's just certain ways that your mind has to think when you're a blogger because you have to think ahead of time like I'm already working on fall stuff even though I should have actually been working on it a month before like I actually should have been working on fall stuff last month when you're in this setting and in this field to a certain extent even though I have my other stuff that I do, you do, you do things ahead of time. Like I'm already going to start working on Christmas stuff, but I'm also in the midst of catching up from not working on my fall stuff from last month. So with that all being said, yeah, I have to think ahead. I have to think ahead. I have to get stuff together. I have to get stuff ready. And I know other people who are listening to this, who are in the same situation knows all too well. They're like, yeah, we get that. We understand it. That's just what it is. So yeah. Um, so what type of fall stuff am I looking for? Cute little loungewear for when I'm not recording or I'm not on video or whatever the case may be. Yeah, cute lounge stuff because that makes me feel good. That makes me feel happy to just, you know, wake up sometimes and just maybe put, you know, put both eyebrows on maybe now, you know, again. Um, I didn't wear any makeup unless I was actually recording and I'm still not doing them. That's still just like my new thing because I don't have to go out every single day. 
So I'm like, um, I'm not putting on makeup unless I have to. And obviously focusing on my skin, which has been doing a lot better. And yeah, that's the goals for the fall um, to start working towards. And for me to start working on Christmas because Christmas is a big deal in the store household. And let me be very clear. Um, Christmas being a big deal in the store household has nothing to do with the amount of gifts or gifts in general. Christmas for the store household has always been about focusing on experiences. There are certain traditions that I do for the fall, for the Christmas holiday that me and my kids or my children look forward to. And my husband, we look forward to doing. And those are things that I put my mindset on. Um, you know, before you blink, the year will be over. Now, we might all need to welcome 2021. But I'm hoping that when 2021 comes that it does not come in like 2020 because 2020 was supposed to be our best year. And let me just say it actually still can in a lot of ways. You just have to look out. You have to do the whole thing when you like pivot. Everybody's been using that word, but in reality, you really do have to try to find a work, a way to pivot. I did my first national speaking engagement at home. Um, I've had so many different um, relationships with brands that took off more being at home. And so, yeah, it's just about the way that you look at things. Yes, we had the flood and we had different family members get sick. We had a lot of things that happened that weren't the greatest, but I don't want to make 2020 to be the worst year ever. Or if it is the worst year ever, then hopefully that means that it's going to go up. Like I just want us to look at things differently because the way that we look at it and the way we visualize it, sometimes we hold that on and then we just kind of like make that just be the, 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 the line that we measure everything with. I was talking to someone yesterday. They were like, yeah, because you know, COVID. And I'm like, yes, we all know the word COVID. Like we don't even want to talk about her anymore. We're going to call her her. She is a mess. And we see that she's doing her thing, wrecking havoc on all kinds of lives and finances and, and economies and all that stuff. But I'm trying to find a way to turn that, turn that around and find some good, some good in it. And I'm hoping that you can find some good in it. So yeah. The goals going forward as we try to conclude 2020 is very, what is it going to, what is, what are the things that I truly like? Cause I'm finding the things that I thought I was enjoying, the things that I thought was important when that girl COVID stepped into this world, she proved that those things are not as important. Like friendships are important and not being able to see my friends, you know, has, has not helped, but it's like, you know, if I can see a friend, I'm going to go see it. And I'm going to be seeing one of my friends this weekend. We're going to do some social distancing eating together. I probably outside. I think it's outside. Yeah, outside because outside, we're still here in Pennsylvania. So it's outside. And um, yeah, I can't wait. Me and her used to one of my friends. Now I have a, a very good small network of friends who have been all amazing in their own way. But this particular friend, I used to go out every month and see her bring in our little trinkets of love and gifts that we give each other and it had nothing to do with the gifts so it was just our little love language in our friendship that was just our love language in our friendship I have some friends that we don't even give each other gifts we just try to be there for each other and just be supportive you know every relationship is different but me and this particular friend that was our love language and our friendship is that we gave each other gifts we came together we ate or we did an activity together and we haven't done that the last time I saw her was we see each other in between that Christmas New Year's little stretch. And before that, we hadn't seen each other for a little while, too. So we kind of got off off base. And then the second we got it together, here comes COVID. That little, you know, heifer comes running her life through here trying to ruin people's togetherness. But I get to see her this weekend. And I look forward to actually finally seeing her. We've been on FaceTime. We exchange text messages all the time. We send each other, listen, we sort of use social media almost like a texting. It's weird, but it's our thing. So we send each other stories, comments about the stories. She'll send me a video. We send each other a video about the story, our responses to it. It's hilarious. We usually, it's like we're using every method almost at the same time. So she'll send me a text message, but have already sent me a message on Instagram. So I'm trying to respond to her message on Instagram, then circle back to get her text message. It's, it's funny. But that's just our relationship. So I'll be able to see her. I can't wait to see how that goes. My daughter, my youngest has a play date. So I'm going to see that about her. I'm going to try to get the other two a play date, at least one with one of their friends, social distancing, so they can have that. I'm grateful that my um, kids have a lot of kids that are going to be at home 
Um, they're going to be able to plug into their school and see their kids, the friends that they're, that have decided to go be in the school. They'll be able to see them. They'll be able to be taught by that teacher and not by me. I can assist with like homework and kind of like making sure the internet is all to popping and stuff, but the teacher will be able to teach them and just like a regular school day. And then just me had to do with the homework. I'm here for that. Um, I'm getting my wines together because I don't care. I need them. Let me just not say I need them. I don't, I'm, I'm not alcoholic. I don't need them. It's just that I do enjoy them. And so I'm considered wine, wine bay. I love wine. Wine loves me. We have a great relationship. Um, I can have times where I can have a whole bunch of bottles to maybe drinking a lot of them over time. So it is what it is. And so I'm going to get my fine, my fall wines together. There are certain ones that I like certain tastes that I like that I enjoy during the fall. And so I'm going to get those together and make sure they're in place. Um, I don't want no issues with being able to get to them. And I'm attempting to just figure out like what I want to do for the kids because, you know, their, their lifestyle is going to be different. How can I do certain fall activities, which means that me and my Pinterest is going to be strong and Amazon, we're going to be a three core relationship together. Because as soon as I go on Pinterest, I can always find something on Amazon. I can always order it and get it here in a couple of days. Um, I want to bring in some in-home fall activities because we may not be able to get out to like the orchards like we normally do. We may not be able to get to a hayride this year because one, hayrides always flares my um, kids up. So we do go, but usually give the medicine. But now since we have COVID, I don't, I'm not willing to pull that. So I don't know if I'm going to have to get a little red wagon and just kind of pull them in the yard. I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to figure out something for them to have certain feels of certain season. Um, I am the mom that is like, you know, all about memories and making memories. And so I will figure out a way to get around some of our traditions that we do and find a way for us to bring it on home. It's important for me for them to try to continue the whatever they can. And that is the goal. This upcoming week, we will be back um, for episode number six. This is episode number five. So if you've missed one through four, please do yourself a surface to go back so you can learn who I am. We talk about mental health. We talk about kids. We talk about marriage. We talk about relationships. We talk about failures because they're all important to bring them all together. They are who makes you. It makes me me to say I failed. I'm not ashamed to say that I failed. I'm not as um, honorable. I'm not, I don't find it's a disservice. I'm not happy about the things that I've done, but there are things that I know that will help and encourage someone else. If you've been following my blog, um, that's what I talk about because yes, I can take beautiful pictures and yes, I can go to amazing fun events when outside was open and you know, they can all look great. But the reality of it is the essence of who I am is surrounded by the fact that I'm okay to tell my story before somebody else does. And so we talk about that here with Conversations with Toy because it's going to uplift somebody. Somebody is struggling somewhere with something, something that we've already been through. And this is the reason why when people say I don't have a story, that's not true. You do have a story and somebody wants to hear it. Somebody needs to hear it. And it will make me help them to be a better person. When I went through my hysterectomy, a lot of people were just like, you know, I'm 39 years old. When I had my hysterectomy, this had to be about three or four years ago. So I was just like maybe... 35 34 and you know I just had you know in my situation I was it was a decision that I made for the betterment of my health there's people who are in a situation who don't get to choose and so they don't you know they may be struggling with having kids or they may have already have kids like I did and so you know people hearing about you know me talk about very vividly and about the details of the surgery itself and about the recovery and about how I felt inside of my body, how I felt about having sex after um, hysterectomy. You know, there's a lot of parts of the stuff where folks is like, oh, girl, you, you're just telling it all. But I'm not telling it all because I'm trying to run my business. I'm telling it because there's somebody that's like, you know what? I went through the same thing and I didn't feel like no one understood and I didn't have anybody to talk to because nobody around me went through it. I mean, I'm 30 something years old. There's not that many 30 year olds that's running around here with hysterectomy, not to say that there's not in general, but in my circle, I'm probably one of the only ones that actually had it. I know one of my best friends that had it and we kind of had ours like around the same type of year. But outside of that, a lot of people don't have that. You know, it's like these are the conversations that we get with my girlfriends. We're 50 years old and we're about 50, 55, 60 years old. And we start to go through the change and I've already gone through it. 
I've already gone through and still continue to go through hot flashes and things. So yes, I talk about the things that people don't want to talk about. If I'm talking about mental health and I said, hey, I had a moment the other day and I failed and I didn't, I wasn't successful. I had this moment, I had this meltdown and somebody's like, yes, and I was having this time and I was bottling this in because a lot of times we bottle it in because we don't have anywhere to put it. And so, yes, if you come here, that's what you're going to get. These stories, because we're all connected, we just keep telling ourselves that we're not. We keep telling ourselves that we're alone. We keep telling ourselves nobody understands. And we keep telling ourselves that nobody's hearing us. But sometimes are we even speaking? You know, a lot of times we make everybody responsible for our health and our and our and our happiness. But we don't even tell people that something is wrong. Like I've been making in my personal vision that when I speak to my friends, I actually ask them more than surface questions. How are you truly doing? How are you feeling right now? Is there something I can help you with? Is there something that you're going through? And if they feel comfortable, nine times out of 10, they open up. Because we all want to talk to somebody. We want to be able to bounce an idea off of someone else. And we want to feel supported. I feel for people who are single and are in by themselves and who don't feel supported because there's nothing wrong with being single and by yourself but if you are single and by yourself and you don't feel supported those are the types of things that make people feel dark those are the times that make people feel like they're not worthy those are the type of people that they start contemplating like what am I doing with my life when reality is you're right where you're supposed to be it's just that you're not having enough support to support where you are I didn't always have support in a lot of the the thing, the areas that I was in because I never told anybody what was happening because, you know, you feel shameful. You feel like, you know, you don't have a right to feel this way. You don't have a right to think this way. You know, you should be feeling a lot differently, especially like if you like some of my mom friends, you know, feeling like you're feeling, you know, nine times out of 10, there's a mom that's already experienced that. There's a woman that's already experienced that. There's a husband that's already experienced that. There's a brother that's already experienced that. Please start telling your story, whether you put that story in print by writing a blog or writing a book, whether you do things like a podcast or if you just start telling you, you know, like back in the when your church days, you tell your testimony. It was supposed to encourage somebody else. You know, being able to speak is just literally about telling your life story is really just your testimony It's really just about who you are. People get to know who I am because I'm just as honest as I possibly can and saying, hey, you know, that thing I was supposed to tell you I did. Yeah, about that. It wasn't successful. You know about that? I said that completely wrong, almost messed up my whole relationship. Really? Yeah, you know about that? I said that to my kids, almost messed them up. I had to get that to right and go back and get it together and, and humble myself. Those are the times where people learn the most about who I am and they learn about who you are. I'm not here to send my representative. I'm not here to send you my Instagram post for you to get who I am. That's a snapshot. That's a snapshot of what I allow people to see. But see, I'm the type of person that would just show you the back end on it anyway, because I just that's just me. But everybody is not like that. So sometimes you're getting stressed out by what you're seeing on Instagram because the people are putting their best photo forward, but you're not getting the true essence of who they are. Listen, don't get caught up in what you see on social media, even though that is where a large part of, you know, where I make a couple of coins off of and I'm on there and I'm, hey, this is me and this is what the product I'm showing and this is how to help you. Yes, I'm here for that, too. But don't get caught up in what you see on the social media, on the Internet, because if people are putting their best forward and they may be struggling on the, on the back end and you're sitting over here trying to get their portion and you're not willing to do the work and go through the struggle and the hurt and the pain that they're going through to get to what you see. Everybody has a story. Their shoes have walked in places that your shoe would never want to be in. You would never want to look at you and everyone to know existed. So let's make sure that we put our energy into making sure that ourselves and our families are solid and reach out to other people. Don't treat people just because you're making sure you're solid doesn't mean that you can't check up on somebody. It's just that you can't be responsible for their happiness. You can check on somebody. You can extend yourself, but you can't be responsible. But don't get caught up. I had a great anniversary. My kids got their approval to be on in homeschool online through their school. The flood has come. It is taking what it's going to take. We are in the rebuilding stage. And these next couple of weeks or months will look different. And hopefully the house will look different. And obviously I'm going to record that. And I'm not recorded, but I'm going to, if you follow my blog, I'm going to post about it. But I want us to just take and be grateful for this Friday. Be grateful for life. Be grateful for health. And if you're struggling with something, be grateful for that too. Because you... Even if it looks, the, I've been in situations where it looks so dark, I couldn't even feel like I could see my hand from the other side. 
But one thing I know after being through some horrible things is that them, them, them pages turn, they turn and you were going to make it and you can make it. And I'm encouraging you to make it. And I'm encouraging you to do the smallest thing that you feel like is not going to make you move. No needle, just continue always moving towards the good. Because you don't want to let this darkness overtake you and overtake your mind. Once that happens, let me tell you, it's hard to get back, but you will get back. As hard as it looks to get back, you're going to get back. You're going to get there. Be patient with yourself. Have an amazing week. We will see you next week. Um, next week, is, like I said, is episode six. We're going to do four more episodes. So that's five total together. And that's going to conclude season one. I might take a week or two break. I'll let you know once I finish out the plan. And then we're going to come back for season two, where we're going to definitely support each other throughout the year, especially for the second half of like this end of the year, because that's when people suffer the most, especially when holidays come. They remember the the person that's not here. People go through a lot. They don't have the financial um, ability to give to their children or family. People are suffering. So I'm going to help to try to get you through that, that second long stretch of that last um, end of the year. We're going to talk about it all. So thank you for rocking out with me. See you next week for episode six and have a great week. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.